Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Welcome along to episode 16 of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. I want you to imagine, bear with me here, oh, here we go. that we are all in a treehouse together. I'm talking about one of those big posh tree houses with loads of space, an old oak tree I reckon. There's incredible food and drink, breathtaking views from the top of the branches. We're loving life right now. My first problem with this is you and I are not climbing a tree to go and sit in a tree house. That ship has sailed, love. Well I imagine there's a nice ladder. We couldn't even get up the ladder, Amy, without putting a hip out of joint. (laughs) I'm sorry, has it got rails? Has it been checked to be safe that it's not going to tip out of the tree with too many people in it? No, I'm sorry, babes. So you're not joining me in the treehouse? No, I'm not. You go in the treehouse, I'll sit downstairs. Thank you, but no thank you. If we're to sit under said (laughs) treehouse... Yeah, but what if it falls down on us? No. (laughs) Okay, we'll sit looking at the treehouse. How's that? Okay. What snacks and drinks are you fancying? I'm just going to go for really strong salt and vinegar crisps. I love them. I've eaten a packet. I can't remember what make it was, but it was so strong it made my tongue peel the next day. (laughs) That's a true story. That's awful. Yeah, but they were good at the time. But, oh, mate, they did some damage. Well, I found some pigs in blankets on offer. Crisps, I'm talking about. Right. They were delicious, so I'm going to give them a go. Lovely. Good for you. And I doubt they'll make your tongue peel. (laughs) (laughs) It is so lovely to have your company for episode 16 of The Extortionate Price of Fish Pie. In this podcast, you're going to extraordinarily quickly discover that we are all about celebrating life's mishaps, Amy... I'm looking at you, love. I know. And we're going to delve into the daily challenges we all face as we attempt to navigate life. It's hard going. In this episode, we make kitchen discoveries that frankly have rocked our tiny worlds and why the English language is such a challenge. So let's crack on and find out, Amy, how your week has been. A little while ago, I shared how I have been setting myself challenges. Squats Yeah, was a few weeks before Christmas. You got firm buttocks. Well, no. They melted away now, have they? (laughs) I thought, what can I do to make myself a little bit healthier? Something that's not too difficult to do, but something that's going to be good for me. Here we go. A water challenge. Go on. I thought water is really good for you. Oddly enough, it does keep you alive, darling. (laughs) I want to drink more of it, so I'm going to undertake this challenge, but it's got a bit confusing. Probably this is going to be the bit where we all hear this and realise it's not confusing at all, but go on, carry on. It muddles my brain because after waking up, I have to have a glass of water. Then I have to have another one 30 minutes before breakfast. Hang on here a minute. You have to have a glass of water as soon as you wake up? Yep. Ooh, no. Then I have to have a glass one hour after breakfast. And then it's the same for all the meals through the day. 30 minutes before lunch, an hour after lunch. Same with your dinner. I also have to have a mid-afternoon glass of water. And then one just before bed. That sounds like a lot of water. And the issue is that I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I'm totally confused. I'm finding the schedule really difficult to stick to. I end up getting behind with it. A bit like my squats. Can you remember when I was doing 50? 
2.50 in the middle of the night. And so at the end of the day, I'm having to glug maybe three glasses or more of water to catch up, constantly running to the ladies. So bloated, I'm having to undo the top button of my trousers. None of it is going well. If I didn't wear glasses, I feel like I would be banging my head against the wall right now. I've just about had enough of you and your challenges. I've <laughs> just about reached the end of my tether. But my skin's quite good. Oh, It's quite clear. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking I'm going to carry on till the end of this month. Oh, sorry, are you still talking? I've tuned out. (laughs) I'm never so sorry about that. So tell me about your week. Well, my husband is away working now. He's very, very many thousands of miles away. (laughs) Can you just stop for a second? You sound so happy about that. (laughs) I'm devastated. (laughs) I've got the bed to myself, I can eat what I want, I can watch what I want on the telly, I can have the dogs in bed with me every single night. What's not to love? And I've also started obsessing about what animal I'm going to get while he's away. Ah, now this is an issue, isn't it? Because quite often when he goes away, you get another animal. Yes, I'm obsessing currently about having an indoor guinea pig and calling it Giuseppe. (laughs) I literally am. That's not a lie. Please don't. I can't help it. I'm really feeling like a Giuseppe. Or I might get two and have a Giuseppe and a Luigi. I think you need to have two because they need to keep each other company. There you go then. And I'm going to keep them indoors in an indoor hutch. Wow. So you want to get guinea pigs while he's away? It was either that or another dog, which leads me on to what happened to me this week. So as you know, I work nights. Yes, you do. And they're double handed, which means there's two of us that work nights. And we are in a separate room in someone's house where we spend said night. And can I just say this before you go any further? Because you have never said this on our podcast before. You're one of our heroes who is a care worker who has worked all the way through this pandemic, not taking any time off, being a care worker and actually doing an incredible job. And I'm so proud of you. Amy! Oh, thanks. Anyway, back to your story. Yeah, back to my story. We've all had to buy really comfortable chairs for this job because otherwise we have to sit on dining room chairs and no one needs that for a 12-hour shift. So the lady that I was working with, who's going to remain nameless, had a little nap, which is fine. One of us can have a nap while the other one stays awake. So I was sat watching a film on my device that I take with me and suddenly I heard a meow outside the window. Oh, my days. I thought to myself, it's a kitten. There's a kitten in the dark in the rain in the gale of wind I'm going to rescue said kitten and I heard the meow again if you could see me I froze listening intently and then I stood up and went to the window and I thought I've heard it again it's meowing and then I moved very quietly through the dining room to make my way into the garden to find it and as I walked past the lady I work with I heard her It was her breathing. Oh, no. Yeah, I nearly, nearly put my foot in her mouth. I was fuming. You must have been so gutted. Devastated. I can't even tell you. I was going to call it Mycroft. So you'd already come up with a name? (laughs) Did you tell said colleague that she snores like a kitten? Yes, I did. And what did she say? She found it funny. I said, I don't find it funny. (laughs) I might fall out (laughs) with her about it. I just don't know if I can be bothered. (laughs) So before we go any further, we love a confession because we hope that it makes everyone feel a little bit better about themselves and the mistakes and whoopsie daisies that they make and we make them every single day don't we Kath? Well not just one many. So we normally toss up about whose turn it is and it was my turn last week so you're gonna have to do a confession Kath. Oh mate. I hope you've got a good one for us this week. I have got one I also feel like people might learn from it and actually might do it themselves. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, we need a fanfare first because as we always say, what is life without a fanfare? Kath needs it when she's at work. She needs it when she comes home from work. She needs it when she thinks she can hear kittens. She needs it every time she remembers her husband's away working. And I need it every time I drink a glass of water. Yes. It might remind you to do it. (laughs) So without further ado, here is said fanfare. Right, what have you been up to? Okay, so I treated myself recently to a Fitbit. Oh, did you? I hate it. And I was trying to do my 10,000 steps a day. Oh, mate, I can't do it. So I've come up with a genius plan so that my Fitbit thinks I'm fit. Is this going to be similar to your bike story where you bought a lovely bike, went out on it a couple of times and now it's languishing somewhere? Yes. (laughs) In your daughter's bedroom. It is actually. It makes a really good clothes horse, I'm not going to lie. So what have you done with your Fitbit? Put it on the dog. (laughs) You have put your Fitbit on your dog. I'm averaging about 25,000 steps a day at the moment. (laughs) So what do you do? Do you take a look at the Fitbit, Kath, and think, oh, look how many steps I've done. I'm amazing. I'm like, I can't believe I've done that many. I feel great. Don't tell me you track them as well. Yeah, I don't even feel tired. (laughs) (laughs) This is brilliant. So if anyone else has got a Fitbit and they're struggling to get their steps in and feeling guilty, stick it on your dog. Stick it round your dog's collar. Bob's your uncle. Not only was that a confession, and a pretty bad one, I'm not going to lie. It was. But also, it is helping others. Kath and Amy. They're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Now, we promised at the beginning of our podcast that we were going to let you into some incredible kitchen discoveries which I think frankly are life-changing. It's excited us this week hasn't it Kath? It's breaking news. We've got one each which is even more exciting. So Kath come on what is your kitchen discovery this week? I was today years old when I found out that the slot in the chopping board isn't for you to jam your hands through to hold it still. What do you mean? It's for when you're scraping the food off the chopping board you do it through that slot so it doesn't go everywhere off the other end no way way because i'm imagining my chopping board now and it's got a little circular hole yeah so you scrape everything through there and it just yeah goes into where you want it to instead of going off the sides and you have to pick it up off the floor and blow on it how did you find out about it i might have read it somewhere or something and i thought that's not true Well, I'm telling you now, Ames, it is true. Well, my kitchen discovery is also very exciting and it might have you running to the shop straight after you've finished our podcast. Make sure you get to the end first. How many people get fed up of grating the cheese, grating your knuckles, Mm. never having done enough? You have to work quite hard, don't you, to grate all that cheese? You do, yeah. It's not great. It's not great! You see what you did there? Well, I was given a rotary cheese grater for Christmas and I... Oh my word, it is life-changing. What do you mean a rotary cheese grater? I don't understand. Have you never seen them? No. Because my gran had one. So you pop the cheese in and then you've got a clamp bit that you clamp it down and then you turn a little oh. wheel around and around and the cheese just magically comes out the end. No 
way. You want one. I do, actually. And it grates it really perfectly. No more scuffing your nails up. Just turn the little wheel round. Out comes some cheese. Why didn't I use one earlier in my life? I don't know, darling. So there you go. Get yourself a rotary cheese grater and scrape all your things off your chopping board down the hole. Well, you can grate your cheese onto your chopping board and then scrape it through the hole at the end. You're welcome. As regular listeners of our podcast know, and any new listeners, hello, welcome along. We like to bring a favourite news story each week. It can be from around the world. It really doesn't matter, as long as it's something that piques our interest. Makes us smile. Now, as you know, we're only just getting over the shock of Christmas, right? We're still reeling from it all. And I'm still eating mince pies. Look, if that is wrong, I don't want to be right. Supermarkets are already gearing up for April, for Easter. From as early as Boxing Day 2020, shoppers have been spotting, wait for it, Easter eggs on the shelves. I actually can't believe this. Easter eggs. I mean, when's Easter Day? April the 4th, is it? I think so. I'm not sure because it changes every year. Well, I guess there's no rules at the moment, is there? So if you fancy an Easter egg, why not? Yeah, you're right. We're in a vortex at the moment, so who cares? I don't know if anyone else has been like me and having to help their children a lot more with schoolwork. Thank goodness my children aren't in school anymore because I'd be tearing what little hair I have out. Now, my daughter, who is learning Spanish for GCSE, was doing a little bit of practice and I was telling her how difficult the English language is to learn. Because it is, isn't it? I think it's one of or the most difficult language to learn. Is it? Yeah. I'm not surprised. I started to give her some examples and I thought you know what I need to have a little search to find some better ones and I want to share with you some that I found because I think how anyone learns the English language is beyond me get ready for these the bandage was wound around the wound this is what I mean tricky or this one the door was too close to the table to close (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness we were born being able to speak English well we weren't born but you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) Or this one. I decided to desert my dessert in the desert. Wow. You don't think about these things. You really don't. And then there's another one here that I've got. Since there is no time like the present, he thought it was time to present the present. Wow. This is really addling my brain. I'm going to leave it there, but our language is so difficult to learn. Yeah, I know. Oh, could I just say, if your daughter's doing GCSE Spanish, did I mention that my daughter's at university doing a Bachelor of Arts in Spanish? She's amazing. I've already tipped my youngest off and said, look, if you need any help, I only know how to say hola and buenas dias. That's it for me. So get in touch with Kath's daughter. She'll give you all the help you need. She'd love it as well. You know what it's time for now, don't you, Kath? Yes, I do. It's one of my favourite things because, talking about the English language, we are propping up old words from the English language with this feature. We have run this feature for so long now and it is not stopping because we can keep going forever with it. There are so many words that need to be reintroduced and reused. So many words that are actually so much better than the words that we generally use, don't you think? Absolutely. And this one is an absolute beaut. I love it. So this is a challenge that we like to bring for every single episode of our podcast. It's a word for the week. And we want you to take the word that Kath is going to give you and slip it seamlessly into conversation. Do not draw attention to yourself. You just slip it in and then move on with your life, don't you, Kath? (laughs) Yes. Wow. 
are you laughing? Nothing. So we need a drum roll before you reveal to us our word for the week. The word for this week is hibernacle. Hibernacle? No, not hibernacle. Hibernacle. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know what it means? Yes, I do. It's a winter retreat or a hiding place from which an animal might poke out its nose before deciding to go back in. However, if it does poke its nose out, I will be there waiting to rehome it. True story. Your challenge is to slip this word seamlessly into conversation. Don't draw attention to it. Give yourself an internal high five once you've done it and move on with your life. I think that's going to be a really difficult one to do this week. I think we've set the bar really high because when do you see an animal poking its nose out of a hiding place? You don't, do you? Well, you could say, especially at this time, people are hibernacling. They poke their nose out. They see what's going on. They retreat. (laughs) No, I like this. You're adapting it. Yeah. Okay, so we will salute you if you manage to slip our word seamlessly into conversation. I love a salute. So come on, Kath. I can't wait any longer. What is your survival guide tip for this week? Okay, so it's a bit of a well-being one that I'm bringing this week. And I have decided that you and I are going to do this separately, obviously. I'm quite excited about this. I've decided that it is a thing to do to make yourself feel great. Write yourself lovely, posh post-it notes and just stick them around everywhere. Come on, you need to explain it a little bit more. What do you mean by posh post-it notes? Which is very difficult to say. Yeah, I know. I noticed you struggling with that an awful lot. Well, you know, usually you write post-it notes like, oh, don't forget to buy bread. Well, these post-it notes are going to be, good morning, darling. You are amazing. You look beautiful (laughs) today. Look at you in your tracky bums you look gorgeous oh so do you just stick them wherever you're gonna be yeah so maybe over the toaster oh don't worry gorgeous you've burnt the toast but you look on point so who cares who cares that you've been wearing those pajamas for seven days straight you still look foxy you're not cooking dinner again and you're just putting those (laughs) waffles and yellow food in the oven don't worry because you are the most incredible cook i've ever met in my life you get the gist i knew you'd take it and run with it i can do this yeah i think we should both do it because i think it will make your self-esteem go through the roof quite frankly so do you stick them around the night before you can do whatever you like come on can you join in with our survival guide tip for this week i can't wait And on that note, it is time for us to say goodbye. Thank you for joining us for our 16th episode of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Together, we embrace the challenges life brings, celebrate the whoopsie daisies, and most importantly, laugh together as we work out how to navigate this thing called life. So come on, Ames, say goodbye. Toodle pip, say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone. <laughs>